Hallelujah. If you have your Bible, we're going to Isaiah 53 and verse 5. Acts chapter 6, chapter 8, sorry, and verse 26. Hallelujah. And it reads, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him. And with His stripes, with His stripes, we are healed. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go towards the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority, under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem to worship. Verse 28, was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said unto Philip, go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandeth what thou readest. And the eunuch said unto Philip, How can I, except some man should guide me, or some man should help me to understand what the prophet is referring to? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? Then Jesus, then Philip, sorry, opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him, Jesus. Jesus. No other name like Jesus. He is the only one that we can go to. He is the name of Jesus. He is the only one that can take away our sins. He is the only one that has gone away to prepare a place for all of us. But it's our responsibility to get our house in order before He returns. Philip was not an apostle, but he was a faithful servant that loved God. Scripture describes him as a man of faith and a man that was full of the Holy Ghost. Philip was chosen by the brethren in Jerusalem to take care of the widow's needs. Philip had gone down to Samaria after the stoning of Stephen because of the great persecution that had come against the New Testament church. Saul's zeal to destroy the church was in full effect to the point that he was committing men and women to prison for their faith in the name of of Jesus. This caused many believers to leave Jerusalem. Some went to the regions of Judea and unto Samaria where they preached the word non-stop. Philip arrives in Samaria. I'm giving you a little bit of background. After coming down from Jerusalem, the Samaritan in those days were looked down upon by the Jews. They were referred to half-Jews or half-Gentile. Philip, sorry, Samaria was not the best district in those days to go out and evangelize in. But that did not stop Philip from preaching the gospel to them. The gospel is to the whole world and not to just one group of people. 
Every single living and breathing soul in this world needs to know the full gospel of Jesus Christ and the salvation that they can have only in His name. Immediately, Philip begins to preach Jesus unto the people. There was something different about Philip's ministry to the point that he was not serving widows this time like he was in Jerusalem. But he was preaching the gospel, the name of Jesus to a people that were willing and wanting to know who Jesus was. We also read that the, that the city was filled with joy. Something happened. Something changed to the atmosphere in the city of Samaria when the man of God began to preach and exalt the name of Jesus. The very word that Philip preached was confirmed by the manifestation of the miracle signs and wonders that were visible to all. All those that were in that place that day saw the power of God in action. And I want to see the power of God in action in Northside Pentecostal Church, in your lives and in this whole city and in this whole world. It's in Jesus Unclean spirits were coming out of many. People that were lame were walking. Many healed of various diseases. Even a sorcerer that had deceived the people for many years was also converted that day. All those that were willing to hear the word of the Lord that day were converted. Lives were changed because someone stood up and preached the name of Jesus unto them. It's time to stand up, church, and preach Jesus unto this city. God has given us power. Revival was spreading like wildfire throughout the city of Samaria, but none of them had received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Only they were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word, they sent Peter and John unto him to help him. Then many were filled with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Philip was a man that could preach to the crowds and enjoy great success. And yet in the middle of a great revival, a citywide campaign where many were healed and won to God by the preaching of the name of Jesus, yet in the midst of all this, he still heard the voice of the Lord speak to him. Philip, I want you to go down to Gaza. I want you to leave Samaria. I want you to go down to Gaza and find just one man. One lost man. One lost man. An African man that is on his way home after worshipping me in Jerusalem. Did Philip obey the command of the Lord? Yes, he did. And I want to do whatever the Lord wants me to do. I want to be in that place where I'm ready to hear His voice when He speaks to me. What about you, church and brothers and sisters? Do you want to hear the voice of the Lord speak to you tonight? Hallelujah. If only I could be like Philip. If only I could hear the voice of the Lord like Philip. 
and be willing to step out of that place which we feel most comfortable in. Sometimes we build a place that is so comfortable that we become complacent and we forget about why we have been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And sometimes we need to shake ourselves and allow God to use us and to send us to that place. It doesn't have to be to the mission field, but it can be to your community. It can be to your friends. It can be to your families. They need to know the full gospel of Jesus Christ and not have it watered down and preached and deluded unto them. But they no need to know who Jesus really is and what He has done for them. So by the help of the Lord, I want to preach from this thought. An experience beyond the chariot. An experience beyond the chariot. Philip's sensitivity to the Holy Ghost is something that we should all desire to have in our own Christian walk with God if we desire to see the hand of God move in our lives and also in the lives of others. God is no respecter of persons. If somebody is desiring and hungry for him, God will make a way for that person to hear the gospel. But we have to do our part also. When the Ethiopian eunuch traveled to Jerusalem to worship on the feast, which is about 50 miles, he was not allowed to enter into the temple because of his physical impairment. Neither was he allowed into the congregation of the Lord, according to Deuteronomy 23.1, because he was not whole. The Ethiopian eunuch was not just any man, but he was an important man, a man of authority, a devout man, one that feared God and had been given the great responsibility to protect the queen's treasure. The scripture doesn't tell us how many times he traveled to Jerusalem to worship. Maybe it was every year. We don't really know. We can only speculate how many times he went. But the important thing is he went to Jerusalem to worship his God. That's why we come to church to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the great I am and the way and the truth and the life. But this time, on his way home in the middle of the desert, sitting in his chariot desiring to know the word of the Lord, this man, was going to have an experience that he would never, ever forget. Maybe he heard some wonderful things about Jesus while he was in Jerusalem, which stirred up the eunuch's curiosity and faith as he was reading the book of Isaiah to see if those things that he heard were true. I can just picture it now, the dust that is coming off the chariot's wheels as it journeyed across the sun-beaten track heading home to Gaza. I wonder what he was thinking. I really wonder. Just before the man of God intercepted him. Philip, join thyself to this chariot, God said. Philip ran thither to him. It was important. He was on a mission from God. And he heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest. Many people read the Bible, but don't really understand its contents 
and what it actually requires of them to be saved from the judgment that is to come. This devout man, one that loved God and traveled to Jerusalem with a desire to worship his God, didn't even understand the passage or the, the, the part that he was reading from in Isaiah and who the prophet was referring to. I want to know everything about Jesus that I can fit into my brain. I want to know everything that I can. It's important. We need to know the way of God. We need to know the truth that is in God's Word so we do not be deceived and be led away by the wicked of craftiness. But we need the name of Jesus revealed in us in fullness and in truth. That's why He went to the cross, was to redeem us and to reveal Himself by the name of Jesus. And we know that His name would save us from our sins. I was a sinner before I came to God, but I am saved by His grace through faith. We all need the grace of God in our lives so desperately. Praise God. Praise God. Understand us that what thou readest, sir, maybe Philip said to the man, and the eunuch's reply was, how can I? Let some man come up and, and help me to understand what the Scriptures are actually saying and who this man of importance is. Philip didn't waste any time explaining the Scripture to him. Acts 8.32 says, In the place of the Scripture which he read was this, He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation... His judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. Who is this man, Philip? Who is this man that the Scripture is talking about? There are many in the world that are hungry to know who this man is. And we have the truth in our hearts tonight, church. It's time to stand up and prepare and proclaim and, and bring out an, uh, something to this, this city. We need to step out and, and be of faith and let God use us. Maybe Philip said to the eunuch, this is a prophecy that was written by the prophet Isaiah many years ago. And now it has been completely fulfilled in the man, Jesus Christ. Maybe Philip went on to say Jesus was the one that was led as a sheep to the slaughter by his captives. Those that led him. Those that led him to the place where he would later be crucified. Where he would later die on an old rugged cross for the sins of the whole world. Philip continued to explain the scripture to the African man. Jesus was like a lamb dumb before his shearers. And he did not even open his mouth. Neither did he revile those that falsely accused him. But he was willing. He didn't even complain. Neither did he murmur or resist those that continually tortured him. Dear brother, Jesus was willing to suffer for you and to die for you. He was like 
a lamb that had done no wrong to anyone. But he was innocent. He was sinless. Yet he was willing to lay down his life for you and become the perfect sacrifice. Jesus took upon himself our guilt, our shame, bearing our iniquities in full. Jesus didn't suffer for his sins as he was the only sinless man. He had done nothing wrong, but he suffered for our sins. He was ridiculed, whipped and slapped across the face, beaten, spat upon, because he loved us. And he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. He loves us so much, church. And there are so many in the world that need to have an experience beyond the charity. We need to step out of our comfort zones. If I'm treading on some toes tonight, I'm sorry. But this is what the Lord has laid upon my heart. I want to see this church grow. I want to see the harvest come in to the barn. I want to see my family saved that I have prayed for and I have wept for many years. And I believe everyone in here that has an unsaved family member wants to see them in heaven. Why don't we just lift our hands and worship the Lord just for a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness, O God, towards us. We bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I don't believe Philip wasted any time leading this Ethiopian eunuch, this African man, to a Bible study about the plan of salvation. Because while Philip was in Samaria, men and women were converted and were baptized, and many received the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's the Word of God. The Scripture makes it very clear in Acts 8.35 that Philip preached Jesus unto the Ethiopian. He did not preach any other name. Neither did he use the titles of God in his Bible study, but he used the name which is above every other name that has all the power, has all the authority, that has everything in it. Everywhere in the book of Acts, we find the name of Jesus being preached. This is why the New, Test New Testament church came under such persecution because they were not preaching, because they were preaching and exalting the name of Jesus. We have the name. Tell somebody about the name of Jesus. Something has to happen. Jesus' name needs to be preached and heard by every ear that is in this, in this whole world. Every time someone was baptized in the book of Acts, it was in the name of Jesus. It was never in the titles, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, but it was in the name of Jesus Christ because His name has the power to wash away our sin. Every time someone received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in the New Testament church, they spoke in tongues and they glorified God. This was the sign 
then and it is still the same sign now in 2016. Nothing has changed. This is God's church and not man's. We must be born again of water and spirit if we want to be saved from the wrath to come. No other way to get to heaven but through Jesus Christ. There is no mistake. We won't find a contradiction in the Scripture. But this is the Word of God. This is God's very Word to all humanity. To the whosoever will come unto Him. Praise God. We don't know how long the chariot traveled along that dusty road that day. Maybe it took an hour or two or even longer. Neither do we know how long Philip and the Ethiopian spoke about the name of Jesus and what the prophet Isaiah said. But we do know and read this word or this one thing that is in the word of God. That when the eunuch saw water, When the eunuch saw water, there was a hunger, there was a faith in this man's heart. He wanted to know who Jesus was and what Jesus could do for him. It was time to stop the chariot immediately. Philip, what does hinder me from being baptized? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and amen. It's more than just believing. There has to be an action in it. Even the devils believe, but they're not saved. God came to save your soul. We can read that the eunuch was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ also. Acts 18 reveals that to us. Plus we read in the scriptures, safely assume that the African man received the gift of the Holy Spirit because he went on his way rejoicing. Jesus was born of a woman so that we could be born of God. Jesus humbled himself so that we could be lifted up. Jesus became a servant so that we could be made co-heirs with him. Jesus denied himself so that we could freely receive all things. Jesus gave himself so that he could bless us in every way and that we may have eternal life through him. I want to go to heaven, church. I don't want to stay here when he comes back for his church. Now is the day of salvation. Harden not your hearts, but prepare yourself because he will come when you least expect I want you to listen to what I have to say next. It doesn't matter how long you have walked with God. Whether it has been five minutes or a hundred years. The Ethiopian eunuch desired to know his God. Many times he traveled to Jerusalem to worship but was not allowed to enter into the temple. I believe he understood what he meant but it meant to serve God with all of his heart. Otherwise, he would not have traveled that great distance, knowing that he could not enter into that temple. 
But there came a time in this African man's heart who hungered for something deeper and a deeper understanding of this God that he served year after year. He may have been the most amazing person. People looked to him for all sorts of things. But he needed someone to help him understand the way of God more perfectly. Philip ran to the side of the chariot at the Lord's command. Philip explained to the Ethiopian man who the prophet was referring to. Knowing God is more than just knowing who the scripture is referring to. But it is being obedient to the, to the word of God fully. Acknowledging him as our God and saviour. Living the right way that he wants us to live. Obeying his commandments in full. Doing it his way. Not my way. If the word of God says you need to be born again in the name of Jesus Christ, that's what you must do. There are no shortcuts to heaven. You have to stay on the path that he has put it on. Otherwise, you will miss where you need to go. After Philip had explained the scripture to the African man, there came a time when the eunuch had to choose what he would do next. The eunuch saw the water from afar off. Notice that he didn't waste any time asking, Philip, see here is water. Philip taught the Bible study to this man, but it was the response of the Ethiopian eunuch that brings his story to completion. Stop the chariot right now. Right now I need to stop. I need to get into that water. I need to be born again in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins. This is where many stop in their walk with God. Notice that the African man had to get down from his chariot before he could get baptized. Something had to happen. He had to get out of his chariot before he could get baptized. And sometimes there are many in the world today who have a wonderful experience with God. They get down out of the chariot. A couple of minutes later, they get back up to the high place. Sometimes God wants us to humble ourselves before him. He wants us to have an experience beyond the chariot that we've never had before. Paul fell to the ground. He, he, his face was in the dust before he had an experience with Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. The fisherman Peter had to get down out of the boat before he had an experience with Jesus Christ. I don't care what it takes me. I want to stay in that position where God wants me to be. I want to have an experience beyond the chariot like the eunuch did. I want to be able to go on my way and rejoice. Knowing that God has something so great for me, I want it all. You can say I'm selfish to the things of God, but I want everything that God has for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone here is going to have an experience beyond the chariot tonight. God is going to speak to someone's heart 
in a way that he's never spoken to you before. And it might as well be you. And it might as well be me. Because we are his children and our heavenly father wants to speak to us. I want to hear what he has to say. Because everything that God says is important. All through the book of Acts, we find many accounts of brethren having supernatural experiences in one way or another. Without the book of Acts, there would be no record of the beginning of the New Testament church. No record of water baptism in the name of Jesus. No record of the name of Jesus being invoked over someone in baptism. No record of Jesus' directive in Acts 1.8, you shall receive power to be a witness for me. No record of the waiting of 10 days by the 120 in the upper room on the day that the Holy Ghost was poured out. No record of, of the 40 days after the resurrection. No record of Jesus' ascension into heaven. No record of the angel's prediction that Jesus is coming back again. Are you ready to meet the Lord? No record of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. No record of speaking in tongues when receiving the promise or the gift of the Holy Ghost. No record of our brothers and sisters around this world receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. No record of the Samaritan's conversion in Acts 8 where we just read from. No record of Saul's conversion in Acts 9. No record of the angel's message to Cornelius in Acts 10 where him and his whole household was saved because someone went there when God spoke to them and preached Jesus unto them. No record of the miracles wrought by the apostles. No record of Apollos' enlightenment of truth when someone explained the way of God more perfectly. There is a world, there is a people, and there is a city that is waiting for someone to stand up and say, Lord, use me for your glory. Use me for your kingdom and for your namesake. I want to make myself available. Whatever it takes, Lord, use me. Break me if you need to break me. Put me back upon the wheel and mold me and shape me into a vessel that is meet for the master's use. No record of Lydia, the seller of purple's conversion and her whole entire household being saved. No record of the Philippian jailer and his conversion and his whole household being saved. No record of the persecutions against the church. And most definitely, no record of the Ethiopians' eunuch's conversion. But because this man was willing to get down out of his chariot, we find that this man had an experience that was beyond the chariot. But first he had to get out of it. Church, we need to proclaim this word to somebody. We have a hidden treasure that is so great and powerful and it has the ability to change lives. Finally, he understood fully who the prophet Isaiah was referring to. Jesus of Nazareth. God manifest in the flesh. 
the one that came to take away the sins of the whole world. Let's stand. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus.